It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. My hands over my eyes, and I'm not going to look, man, until the transfer window is closed. Welcome to Charlton Live. Very good evening to you, and welcome to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. It's Sunday after we drew uh, one all with Bolton yesterday. I'm your host, Louis Mendes. Uh, joining me in the studio here at the Valley are Nathan Muller. Nathan, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. I was just said about looking thing. Hopefully we can sort of try and capture him somehow yeah. and sort of <laughs> lock him in a room until sort of Thursday or whenever it is. Yeah. And joining me and Nathan here is, uh, and, uh, presumably under the table where the Mona Lookman is, uh, is also... Uh, <laughs> As you get down. Yeah, it's also Sue Calipay doing Sue. Oh, you know me. Yeah, you're right. Your yeah, your yeah, microphone's no. coming oh, very quiet. Oh, Hang I'm on. Sorry. Yeah, so try and lean lean forward to it a bit. I'm feeling a, I'm feeling a bit more confident than uh, than Nathan is about Addy, and I'm not planning on kidnapping him. <laughs> Excellent. That's good. That's, 
that's that's probably for the best right <laughs> on tonight on tonight's show uh, we're going to look back at yesterday's uh, one all draw with Bolton Wanderers here at the Valley an entertaining game uh, I thought uh, we're going to hear exclusive interviews with uh, uh, with Russell Slade with Jason Pierce uh, an in- exclusive interview of him uh, we're going to talk about the potential future of Adam Ola-Lookman after that was uh, quest- it's been questioned by everyone really I guess as we go into the last week of the transfer window you, look, you can let us know where, where you think that we need to strengthen uh, in the transfer window um, uh, in, in the last few days uh, we, we're going to have a, a, a subject that I thought of yesterday because I spotted a footballer doing a mundane thing which was I saw Nicky Jose uh, using a cash point um, so, oh, is that where you collared him? Yeah, that's, yeah. He, he was using the cash point, so then we <laughs> decided to uh, decided to get a photo with him. So, uh, yeah, footballers doing mundane things. If you could email us, or you could tweet us uh, at Charlton Live, we could email studio at Charlton Live with a footballer doing a mundane thing, or of course, your views on uh, on on yesterday's game. You can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. But I think first things first, though, uh, let's have a listen to the highlights of yesterday's game. Solly's got Foley on the overlap, but he cuts back in. Finds Holmes. Holmes could use Foley again. Foley now on it. With Holmes. Holmes jinks past his man. Spearing, he's got on the edge of the penalty area. Left foot, he tries to dink. Josie's right foot. Oh, and it's saved by Howard on the edge of the six-yard box. Cross him with attack on the stop. Bolton trying to get out of defence and uh, in an attempt to get out, they put the ball out of play, but Jose so close to grabbing another goal. More of a fox in towards McGuinness. Now try and have it again with Solly. Solly out to Fox. Fox gets the ball in the box, might fall to a Jose. It does. Good first touch for a Jose. Shot. It's gone wide. It's a difficult angle for yeah. Nikia Jose. Morgan Fox did brilliantly to get the ball into the box. So Jose just flicked it over David Wheater. Went for goal from a narrow angle. I think McGuinness will be a little bit upset that that ball didn't find its way across the six-yard box because he was in there. It would have been had to have been a good ball. Uh, but you don't really uh, blame strikers for having to dig, even though it was an almost impossible angle from there. And it's Holmes with it into a good area. Pierce oh. gets in the head to it, and it goes wide somehow. Jason Pierce did well to get to the ball first ahead of Beavers. It's a good ball in from Holmes in the six-yard box. It was, and Pierce. Oh, that's a chance. Oh. Pierce just watching the replay now. Pierce gets above his man, but somehow heads wide. Beavers up from the back as is. Moxie, no, Moxie's back, but it's a good ball in towards the box, and his header is oh. off the bar. I think Chris Solly cleared it as well. I think it's David Wheater got ahead first, and Chris Solly definitely got a touch on the line, headed it onto headed the, onto bar. the bar. Right third in swinger. Goes into a good area, and Cross gets a touch on it, and there is the half time whistle to conclude a rather drab 45 minutes. As Trotter has it for Bolton. Cuts inside, finds Moxie. Moxie back, oh, and it's come through foul. to Trotter. Trotter's got a chance here for Bolton, works it across towards Mateen, and there's the opening goal. Well, that had to be a foul on Bauer, though. It came through to Liam Trotter inside the penalty area, unselfishly found Gary Mateen, who had an empty net to tap home to give Bolton the lead. I didn't see who it was on Bauer, but... Uh, um, But um, I, I was convinced that Bauer was levered out of the way there on the edge of the penalty area, or just outside the edge of the penalty area. Lookman operating on the right with Holmes on the left, inside the Solly. Solly looks up, tries to pick out McGuinness, who gets his head there up towards goal, but it's just looping over the bar. Decent effort, but uh, couldn't get above it. Solly on the 
Right-hand side, ball infield to Lookman. He's uh, managed to turn it into McGuinness. McGuinness back to Lookman. He's got Holmes on the outside. Goes for a shot, just scuffs it rather. And it'll go wide left at a left-hand post. Solly touch out to Crofts. Crofts has got Conza ahead of him. He's still on the ball, Crofts. Picks out Hanlon. Hanlon finds Conza. Goes back into the area. Crofts will take it off and in time field to Lookman. Can he take his man on edge of the penalty? He takes a shot. Deflected! Yeah! And there's the equaliser! Adamora Lookman! Berry's challenge equaliser to the wide right of Mark Howard's grasping right hand. It may have taken a slight deflection, but we don't care. Charlton are back on level terms. And it's the young number seven who's done it. Oh, what a strike, Adam Lippmann. There's a couple of times he's gone to his left foot and sort of not got the contact he's wanted. But on this occasion, he gets it onto that left foot, works a bit of space, goes for goal, and he couldn't have placed it any better than he did. An outstanding strike from the youngster. And Russell Slade went absolutely ballistic and went mad. <laughs> running up that touchline he's on the ball in this free kick one man in the wall that man being Taylor will Ricky Holmes go for this or will he chip the ball across he chips it into the edge of the six yard box and jumps gets it out oh just wide left of the post I thought it was in but not quite there we have it there, the highlights of, uh, of yesterday's <laughs> one-all draw with Bolton Wanderers here at the Valley. Um, what, what did you make of the game uh, overall, Nath? I thought it was, uh, I, I found it quite entertaining. Yeah, no, I thought it was quite a good game. It was. We, we said on Thursday it was going to be a benchmark for both teams to see. Sort of picking our wits against each other. And uh, yeah, I think first half I thought we'd done okay, to be honest. I didn't think they didn't trouble us too much. Um, it weren't exciting, you know, I'm not saying it was amazing, but it was pretty solid. Uh, second half we, we was a bit disjointed when Johnny went off so we had to reshuffle the pack a little bit um, which probably disrupted it a little bit but um, you know second half if we if we ended up losing the game I would have been very disappointed because I don't think we deserve to be on the losing side mm. um, but saying that you know I think it would have been harsh if we won the game so it's quite an even contest but yeah. yeah, it was uh, just desserts really when that when that equaliser went in though, wasn't it, Sue? Yeah, yeah. I was. We were sitting there, we were saying we deserved something out of that game for what what we were putting into it. And um, I mean, I think I think overall it's probably a fair result when you when you look at the balance of the play. Um, but like going that close to nicking a winner, you, you mm-hmm. then come away feeling a bit like, oh, I could have won that. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really chuffed with a point. I said last week people were asking about whether that that would be a, a sign to our, where we were going to do this season, but I think it's too early to mm. be fair. They're still t- they're obviously top of the league, but anything can change. It's a long old season, so mm. I think we're getting like last minute winners or equalisers shows the character of like the um, squad as well. Cause, mm. I mean, last year. You, we could have put some games. We could have been playing yeah, till we, Christmas. We, we weren't have got yeah. anything. And we, I think, we could have potentially conceded yeah. more as well. Once that one goal goes in, yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, I tweeted that yesterday that part of, part of I came away, away feeling really proud of the boys because I'm noticing now that they they are digging in and they are not giving up. They they just keep going and going and going. Mm. So whatever it is that Russell's instilling in them this like never say die type attitude that mm. um it's like it's like a breath of fresh air it's i know i, I said yesterday i know it's the, stating the obvious but it's like watching a completely new yeah. football team 
a like, uni football club. To, like, yeah. yeah. When well, you compared think about it compared season. to last season, where, yeah. when, do, you, do you remember how many times last season we could see one goal and then the floodgates was open yeah. and we can see two or three within you know quick succession of, of throughout like the second half, for example? So that was quite nice. And as you said, we came so close to nicking it as well with that Brandon Hanlon header. If that if that if that goes in, that has the chance to be one of the uh, most memorable turnarounds at the Valley in recent time, really, didn't mm. it? Yeah, well, it was unfortunate it didn't happen, but um, I thought Brandon done well when he came on. He gives us that another another little dimension to our play when he comes on, so every time he's come on, he's been really impressive. So, yeah, hopefully he gets a few more chances. Now, I thought, I thought the way Bolton had set up in the first half, they were um, pr- pretty defensive, um, and, and the fact that they were sitting back and, you know, they, they were dealing with every single cross we put into their box in, in particular. Mm. And so the, 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 we had to try some slightly different things. We saw the first real chance came when Ricky Holmes made that, that dash to the end of the box and he slipped in a Jose first time. And there was just a couple of times we had to try and play through him, and a couple of times we saw the likes of Holmes in that first half. You know, pulling things off like that little dinked ball for mm. a Jose. I thought perhaps in the second half that wasn't really happening as much for us, but... Mm. Yeah, I mean, with Parky side is always going to be they'll be aggressive and very well organised, and they sort of done their homework on Ricky very well because as soon as he got the ball, there was three, four people around him, and which you know it's unfortunate for him, but then it opens the space up for people like Adamola and stuff. You know, when he ca- when Adamola came on, you know, Parky was shouting orders, just saying don't give him space. He was just going mad, and then obviously he's come up and they've given him a little bit of space on the on the turn, and he smashed it in, but. Yeah, no, second half, they've obviously got tight to him, but yeah, they're an organised side and, you know, they're now no slouches and they'll, they'll be up there at the end of the season, so a point gained, definitely. Mm, for Yeah, uh, like we've mentioned it already and we'll, we'll hear from uh, Russell Soda, I, I presume he talks to you, uh, Terry, about the, the, the injury to Johnny Jackson and it doesn't sound like it's too bad, it sounds like it's more of a precaution to, to, to take him off, but... Um, you know, it, it just messed things up for us, really, because it meant we had to really reshuffle the pack. And so Bauer came in to the defence, which meant Ezri Konza went out to right back, Chris Solly went up to right midfield. And so we had, you know, players playing out of position. We're still, I mean, points to the fact that the squad still isn't finished yet. Mm. You, you, you know, perhaps another winger would have been particularly useful, at least if they if they were ready to bring on the likes of Lookman or Bocata. But he wasn't, he wasn't prepared to do that. Um, but, you know, it, it just, it was, it was a bit of a setback that, really might have explained why we took a while to get going particularly in the second half yeah and no, I think obviously when Solly is a completely different type of captain to Jacko um, so it's, it's he's a bit more I mean he still will like shout out and call out things but he's not that same sort of leader he's yeah, got the respect yeah. but um and and also we've I've always think we're at a dis- more of a disadvantage when Solly plays in midfield. So I'm not when when that had to happen, I was like, oh no, because we remember that got tried last season and it just didn't work. And mm. it was a run of games that Souls played in there, and it just it wasn't working at all. But then I guess if you look at it like that, we've done well to come out of it with a point when people like you say Louis people are having to play out of their mm. normal like preferred positions yeah. it's ironic really considering how well um, Bolton had defended crosses coming into the box the, the, the biggest chance of that first half was that free kick that Holmes flowed into the middle and there was Jason Pierce with the header just wide it's, you know, it, was, it was probably the first time we'd actually won a header in, in, their, in their box really mm. wasn't it yeah no and so, I mean, if you look at the whole of Bolton's back four they're going to be I think they're all over six. I mean, so you got Bucks and Moxie, the fullbacks. They're yeah, even quite tall for fullbacks. So, yeah, they're a big side, and you know, we had a couple of. I think Paddy had a couple as well, didn't he? Um, through sort of crosses and stuff, stuff like that. So, yeah, we nearly got there in the end on a on a set piece, but it wasn't to be. But 
Yeah, no, promising, promising. Uh, Chris, good to see Paddy's back as well. Yeah, Chris. Some minutes. Chris Solly there in the right place at the right time to uh, to head that off David Wheatley yeah. head off the line onto, <laughs> onto the crossbar. So you said them um, talk about Paddy Barrow. Like I say his rehabilitation's been coming back and back, and um, uh, Russell Slade actually described it as his debut game in the, in his interview with with, with me yesterday. So sort of saying because it's the way he's, it's the first real time he's come back for any length of time. I think you know he's played ninety minutes for the under twenty threes a couple of times, mm. uh, but you know he got, he got what seventy five minutes yesterday. Or, yeah, yeah, and and, and look, looks all right, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like a new it's like a new signing. It's like you know, that's probably Russell was alluding to. So, you know, you still got Harry, still got to come back. You got Cashy. I know he's a bit out for a bit longer Diara so you've got all these players on the bench and when they play it will seem like a, a brand new signing so mm. uh, but yeah nice no, good to see Paddy sort of slotted in didn't really he was a bit rusty on a couple of things mm. but apart from that you know which is going to you're going to expect that but it was just nice to have his presence there as well and if, mm. I think if, if Esri's got Paddy and Jason there and Morgan in the same back four as him you know he's only going to learn so but yeah no it's great to see Paddy back yeah, and the uh, the the start of the second half obviously he had a bit bit of a delayed start really because of that injury to Mark Davies. Um, it'd be interesting to see what that was. I saw him. I saw him on sort of crutches and with a sort of a leg brace on after. It was quite interesting actually. I was in. He was on his phone, so I think it was his mum. And he was talking about how he had to arrange for. I think he said Gary Medine was going to pick up his car from wherever it was in in Bolton and take it home for him. Which is oh, so that's how those how those how those things drive. Yeah. She's got these big air boots. Yeah, how those things work for footballers. But um, it was not long after that, after play actually restarted, that we saw Bolton get down the left hand side. It was mm. Liam Trotter got the wrong side of Esri Conza. Yeah. Just uh, Terry seemed to think there was a foul on Patrick Bauer in the building. I have to admit, I didn't really notice that. But mm. I don't know if you if you had a view on that, um, I didn't really notice the foul. I noticed. Oh, I did notice was Esri was tracking. And then he sort of stuttered, and then Trot was gone, and then he couldn't sort of make up the ground to catch him back. And then it was just a, a, a sort of cut back and an easy finish, really. But um, yeah, Esri was playing sort of. Well, I know Esri's played a right back before, but um, when he started centre back and get pushed out into another position, it's you know it's not his natural position. So, but um, yeah, no, it's I don't know. It's just yeah. I mean, hopefully that Mark Davies thing isn't too serious, but it did look quite bad. From where I was, but um, I've just looked on the Bolton Twitter account, but there's no mention of it at all. I probably got so wait for a scan. Might have to wait for a scan, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, once once that goal goes in, then I think like it, it felt almost against the run of play when it went in, really, because mm. because I, I felt we we were edging it in the first half. Uh, early in the second half, they get over, and then Bolton did seem a little bit rejuvenated uh, after that, didn't they? And, and they they had a spell of possession. And that's when we were we were trying to get back into the game. We bought on Adam Lookman, and you know we were getting towards the edge of the box. We were getting to that last fifteen minutes, and we we were still we were still trying to keep it on the floor from the majority of it and playing nice stuff. But moves were starting to break down, and frustration was starting to to come. And then, it, to be honest, for that last fifteen minutes, it didn't really feel like we were going to get back into it. Yeah, no. It's, when when they scored, I still had a belief that we was going to score. Whereas we said it earlier, like last year, once that first goal went in, it was just like, okay, we're not going to mm. win today. Yeah, because um, even though, like you say, Lou, it didn't look like anything was going to come, the play is still fairly positive. You you don't see like a collective head drop, drop yeah. Um, and they do try and like rally each other. Um, so I think I, I think that's like the whole mentality is completely different this yeah. season and and the belief. Mm. Um, uh, so it, was, it looked like we're just just getting ready for the last throw of the dice. Really, I think McGinnis came off, um, Brandon Hanlon came on, and then within within a minute it was uh, it was Lookman picked up the ball just as the clock ticked over ninety. 
and uh, fired low into the bottom corner. And you know, when <laughs> as, as as fans, I guess the, the the one thing we don't want is Lutman to be leaving. So I guess it's probably bad timing that he's kind of scored a, <laughs> an excellent 90th minute equaliser. But I mean, you know, the, the kid's got bundles and bundles of talent, and you know, it, we always know that while, when when he's on when he's sitting on that bench, he can come on and he can change a game in our favour. So it was you know it was almost expected when you see him coming on that he's going to do something like that. Yeah, I think. A lot of people, I mean, I was reading on Twitter, I think a lot of people seem to think there's some sort of dodgy, like, oh, conspiracy theory about him not starting games. But I think, actually, we're doing all right as we are, and he is a player that can come on and change a game. And I think that's a massive thing to have when when your opposition team is starting to get a bit tired, um, and then you've got someone that can just literally run rings round... Mm. Every player we've got, Yeah, we've got um, the interview with Russell Slade uh, with Terry, which I haven't actually heard yet, so I don't know if they talk about Lutman, because um, I've also got a little clip from my interview just, just about Adam and Lutman, because uh, a little quote came up from it, and we'll play that later on in the show. Just just questions over, like I asked him, you know, do you think he's getting closer to be ready to be fit enough to start? And, and he explains that, saying he is. But it's also, um, there, was, there was just a little quote, and again, we'll come on to his future in a minute, because as we all know, whilst the transfer window is open, there's no guarantees that he's going to stay. And um, so we'll, uh, we'll discuss that uh, in a little while, I think. So we, we had that huge chance with Hanlan in the last minute. And like, so if that goes in, you imagine the lift that things. You, if you take down the, the team that's won every game so far and you get last minute, you know, two last minute goals to turn it around, if, if that goes in, that really could have been a... You know, not really a kickstart because we started started all right actually. That could have been a real catalyst to to, to go on and, and do something really good after the international break as well. Yeah, I mean, even even like now with the one all in the last minute, I think the spirits will still be high because like we've said loads of times, you know, Bar- Bolton aren't no slouches and they're going to be up there anyway. So um, yeah, if that if that Hanlon chance went in, um, yeah, I don't think a lot of people have had a much voice left and you probably would have done a, a, a sort of repeat of your uh, Peterborough sort of <laughs> 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 I would have played it again uh, Andy Murphy tweets in managing to stream the show in Sri Lanka on my honeymoon result it says I'm trying to sort Rojo a job out here should be far enough <laughs> uh, well yeah I'm, gl- I'm glad that we're ruining your honeymoon Andy by uh, <laughs> with uh, the show on the Sunday evening here sorry Mrs Andy yeah. uh, Marion says didn't hear all the game but a draw uh, seemed fair from from what I did see that was the thing after the game I, I couldn't decide I, 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 my leading question to Russell was was that the least your side deserved because I felt in that first half we mm. we get that goal that we were we were threatening you know, two or three mm. times, mm. and then then we that we changed the, the the style of game, and then it, even though, even after they score, we get the equaliser, and we nearly nearly win at the end. I I sort of felt that a win. I think perhaps we would have deserved a win. Mm. Um, I, I went to the pub after. And I've got a, a, a friend, uh, the Vines, where the the dad and the oldest son both support Jolton. The youngest son wanted to be different, so decided to support Bolton many years did. ago. Yeah, <laughs> so um, so he was in the pub and. We, and uh, uh, we were discussing that and the Bolton fan felt that a draw was a fair result the dad felt we should have beaten him about 5 or 6 nil. he might have just been winding up his son but you know I, I thought <laughs> I, I was leaning towards Charlton victory fair result I mean what, what did you guys think? Uh, well I said on the on the preview show I said 1-0 I, I just mentioned that's twice now <laughs> I, called the, I called the score on the Walsall game so next well, we ain't got one next week. The one after, I'm going to call the score and put. But a ten you can on call it. the under twenty three Southampton game. Yeah, well, is, I'll yeah. do that. I'll put a ten on it. If they, <laughs> if they do betting on it, they must do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can bet on any football match. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. I'll do that. Win some money, but um, yeah, no, I think I, I, I thought a point. I would have taken a point before we kicked off, so I was more than happy with a point. Mm. But um, but yeah, like you said, if we if we got the three, then it would have been elation. But yeah. <laughs> 
points is good enough for me. Clive Richardson says it's a bit ironic that Davies was injured trying to foul Morgan Fox and we still <laughs> and we still got the throw in. Uh, right, so we want to know what you guys made of yesterday's uh, one all draw with uh, Bolton Wanderers. You can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. We'll, uh, we're going to listen now to, uh, to Russell Slade. He gave us uh, just a very quick interview uh, with, uh, with Terry here. Russell, one all draw with Bolton Wanderers today. Do you think that's, that's the, the least your side deserved? Yeah, I think it is, for sure. Um, I thought it was a very tight game in the first period. I, I still thought we had the best opportunities, even in the first period. We had a little bit of a setback with losing Jacko after 20 minutes, so we had to we had to reshape a little bit. But you know what? Solly goes into midfield. He's done, he's done a terrific job out there for us. And Esri goes to full-back, and, and, uh, and Bauer gets his, his, his debut game, um, having been out for such a long time. So there was a lot of things that happened with, with, with Jacko coming off, really. But um, only positive things came out of it. Yeah. Uh, did, did you think you might have had a penalty later on? Adam O'Lillman going down and perhaps even earlier with the, the, ham, the potential handball from the shot? I think there was a few decisions today that, you know, it looked like I, I would question even if I was sat, sat in a red seat, you know. But I'd, I'd look, I'd have to look at some of those um, situations again. But, you know, sometimes what you can say is sometimes they go for you, sometimes they don't. I say um, chances throughout the game for Charlton. Do you think it's a good gauge, Bolton perhaps? One of the teams also expected to be up there. Good gauge to see how you, you come up against another team that you're hoping to be a rival for. We played against a team today that are not only obviously in terrific form and, 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 and top of the table, but eight or nine of them played together last year. Whereas that's not the case with us. We're still developing. We're still, you know, looking to improve um, new partnerships, new combinations out on the pitch. And. Um, you know, that takes a little bit of time, but our attitude and our effort and our desire to get back in the game and respond was, I thought, terrific. You know, just as it looked like we might be running out of ideas, we pop up with a fantastic goal, you know, and seven minutes goes up and we're still pushing to try and get something out of the game, try and get the win out of the game. As you said, a lot of players have to sort of play out of position and, and they did a good job for you and so many players will come out with with good feelings off today, but Adam O'Lillman, he's always, he's the man who gets the headlines today, comes off the bench and scores a wonderful goal. There's, there's so much talent in that young man, isn't there? Oh, yeah, he's very talented. He's, ca- he's capable of doing that. There's, 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 no, there's no doubt about that. Um, I'll, be, I'll be happy, I think, when the window shuts. <laughs> and maybe he'll settle down a little bit for us. And, um, you, you know, and... Um, Start to do that on a regular basis. And the, the, How's the, that sound? This sounds good. There's yeah. management, I guess, with his, the, the fact he had so little time off over over summer. Is, do, you, do you think he's getting closer to being ready to start games? Or? Yeah, no, no, of course he is. The, 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 yeah. Look, when he came back, I, I don't know whether you know, we had to give, we gave him some days yeah. off. He had about four days off. He, he'd had a few games over there, needed a rest. So we have to wait for him coming back gradually. He's getting there. He's getting, you saw that today. I thought you saw a huge difference in him from maybe from maybe two weeks ago, say, when he's come on as a substitute. I think that was real progress. The downside today, we've seen Johnny Jackson going off with injury. Do you know, do you know if it's too serious at this time? Well, well John, Johnny was a little bit tight with the hamstring. Um, it was always a slight worry for us, um, but, but he, he's had it before and we thought he'd be okay. But um, obviously, it was tightening up very early on in the game. We expected that maybe to be the case, maybe after 60, 70, 80 minutes, but not after 15 minutes. So, unfortunately, you know, we did the right thing because we don't, we don't want him out for any length of time. And last few days of the transfer window, are you hoping to, to be busy before the, the window closes? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely positive there'll be a little bit of business. Uh, Southampton under 23s in the AFL trophy. On, uh, is, is, I mean, are you expecting... 
I am, yeah. <laughs> are, are you expecting to make a lot of changes? Um, there, there, there'll be a few changes, but the rules insist that you, um, you you have at least five of your regular players anyway. So there won't be too many changes, but obviously we'd like to see um, you know one or two players out there. I'd like to give Dylan his debut, for example, in goal on, on, on Tuesday. I think he's earned that and deserves that. <laughs> Cousins, lovely ball into the part of Goodmanson. Can he take his man on? He does. He's trying to be pulled back, but he's in the area. The ball across the Venegaile! And there's a goal! Joe led the lead again. Super work, firstly from Henderson to roll it out to Cousins, who did a pinpoint pass into the part of Goodmanson. And instead of Goodmanson going on his own, a slide ball ball across the penalty area, picked out Venegaile, who buried his chance, and Charlton two one up. Live. Your favourite music and everything local. Your Maritime Radio. A heavy defeat at Burnley today. How do you sum that one up? We were good. Charlton Live. Welcome back, Charlton Live here on uh, Maritime Radio. A bit of a mistake there. For some reason, I managed to get the um, interviews that Terry done and I done mixed up on my computer, so I played the wrong one there. So apologies to Terry. But, um, uh, you know, I imagine he probably would have given a similar interview um, uh, with, uh, with with Tell. But, um, yeah, what, what did you make of his assessment of the game? He clearly um, he, he was pleased with, with, with the performance. He felt that, uh, and he pointed out that we, we've gone toe-to-toe with a team that not only is... 100% record before before Saturday, but they are they are largely unchanged. To you know, I think they had eight or nine players from from last season, um, which 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 we clearly don't. So I guess that that, that is probably a good gauge of, of how well we're starting to gel now. Yeah, we, I mean, obviously, like you said, they got sort of eight nine, so they've got more or less got the same spine as they had last year. Um, so it's probably one of the reasons why they're one of the favourites to go up because they've added in certain departments. Like Buxton was with us for the majority of the pre-season and then he's gone ended up going there but um yeah no he's as we've sort of already said it's you know they're going to be up there and it sort of helps them you know it won't be a hindrance to them they're all playing together no they've got those relationships going on and know how each other play and their strengths and weaknesses but um yeah no, i think russell said that and russell also said about the ref as well i thought the ref was quite weak yesterday there was a couple of decisions mm. which um Still, still scratching my head about, but well, McGinnis took one in the knuckers, in the knackers, didn't he? Which looked quite painful. Yeah, I don't know how you, why someone's foot's up there, regardless whether he meant it or not. You know, if your foot's that well, high, cool footsies, isn't it? Studded in the chest. Was it that high? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, from where I was, it was a bit lower. No, yeah. no, he got him right in the chest. Unless he's that that tall, and it could have been in his zoolies. <laughs> <laughs> no, because when he walked, when Josh actually then got up, he was lifting his top up, uh, and he was like, just sort of his belly. And yeah. chest area. Yeah, yeah. He, so he, he got he got that. And then yeah, it, Jones it, got kicked. Didn't yeah, he? it felt like well, quite a, t- a tetchy game, really. There was yeah. one, yeah, because the one who did McGinnis didn't even get booked. And then, I mean, mm. the, the penalty appeals. Did you see? I mean, the shot the, the, from Lutman that might have been a handball. I haven't seen it again, so I'm yeah. not really sure. And then I think Lutman went down a bit easy in, in the last minute. Yeah. But I mean, the, the handball ones. Yeah, ha- handball ones a bit difficult because he was it was. He was, were, it, he, he was quite close. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't. I didn't see his his arm go out, but it might have hit his arm, but. You know, I don't think anyone, not even the pundits, can decide whether it's a penalty or not. So um, I don't think I'm going to be 
and he none the wiser. But mm. um, yeah, no, I thought the referee was pretty bad yesterday. Yeah. But you get you do get them down here, don't you? Especially <laughs> at this level, unfortunately. Yeah, we get them a lot, right? Don't forget, we want to know what you guys made of yesterday's game. Uh, you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive. Daniel tweets: We have players that want to play for the shirt and not just a paycheck, which is what we all want to see. Carl Andrews says: Give a shout out from me to the last wearing the 0506 home shirt in the Valley Cafe around 1:30 p.m. yesterday. <laughs> uh, I think Kyle fell in love with, with someone in the Valley Caf yesterday. So if that was you, tweet us at Charlton Live. We'll set you up with Kyle Andrews. Matchmaking. Yeah. Like little matchmakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, yesterday also saw the return to the Valley of uh, a couple of old faces, familiar faces. The first one... this one. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> first, first one that came out, uh, came out of the tunnel. Uh, Laurie Wilson came out just for the game because he was on the subs bench and he got a rousing reception, especially when, when he went to warm up during that first half. He, he, got, he got a song from the covered end <laughs> and uh, I think he bowed back to them and gave him a round of applause. Now, uh, I, I, you said you spoke to him after the game too, and he, he must have been pretty happy to be yeah, back for a bit. Yeah, I think like it, Laurie's quite a sort of—he's not someone that's got an ego or anything—and I think he was genuinely surprised that he got that level of reception. Like he—he he was like, I can't believe it. He was like, that was just so amazing. And um, I said to him, Yeah, do you know like everyone loves you, Danny? And he was like. No, but they sung my name. <laughs> and he just, he said, like, you know, sometimes you're talking to someone, they revert back to being, like, 12 years old, mm. and they're like, they were singing my name. like, And it was just <laughs> that real, like, genuine, like, he really, really appreciated it. It really meant a lot to him. Mm. Um, That's good. And then, obviously, there's still, there's uh, Parky comes back as well. I think, um, you know, a lot of people had a lot of opinions on Parky mm-hmm. winners here, and I, I personally thought he'd done a good job under quite very difficult circumstances. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, he got some, you know, uh, maybe he should never have got the job in the first place. I mean, after that caretaker period and and taking a, and, and finishing off the job that Padre had started, I guess, in, in the championship. But you know, he gave it a real good go under mm-hmm. under very difficult circumstances at, um, in League One the next season. If it wasn't for the uh, the, the, the kick of a penalty by uh, Nicky Bailey that you know went over, yeah, went over Canary Wharf, he, he, he you know, we, it would have been a it would have been a very different story mm. um, his luck ran out I think halfway through the next season and then Powell came in I, mean, I think what was he about we were about fifth I think when he got sacked mm. yeah. yeah and then Chris Powell came in and even we all know what we think of Chris Powell but even like with that squad Chris Powell really struggled until it was, mm. until the next year that he turned around so it showed how perhaps how well um, Park had done in that time and, and again he came back and got a nice reception yeah yeah and again I think he he still does think of of Charlton really fondly he enjoyed his time here um and he said it, it was almost like coming back to a type of home because he said that it's it's nice when you, he comes back and there's like you've got sim like the same faces in terms of stuff or some of the staff and things like that and and again I think he really appreciated the warm um reception that he got and I know I spoke to his wife as well and she said it's like you don't ever expect people to be as nice as they are, but she said we're we're a special type of club that are, that just are like that. Um, so I, I, yeah, I think what you've got nothing to gain by being horrible to people that have done nothing wrong, <laughs> and I think it is nice for them to go away knowing that they were really appreciated and people think a lot of them. Mm. Right, like I said, we wanted to know what you guys made of yesterday's uh, game. Have you got the emails ready, Sue? Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah. quite a few, actually. Yeah, um, right, so we've got the first one from Chris Davern. Um, he wrote this, it must have been last night. Um, hello, boys. Hello, Chris. <laughs> uh, view from a North Upper veteran. Firstly, the attendance was dreadful. 
Secondly, the atmosphere was non-existent. Thirdly, we won't win anything if Slade persists on his ultra-defensive approach. Just sit back a bit, please. Sit back a bit. Sit back a bit. Yeah, sorry. Loud now? No, it's just, it's popping a bit. Oh, okay. First half we edged, second half they scored early and we crumbled. All four for 40 second half minutes until Lookman strike won us a point. Slade can say all he wants about Lookman, only had four days off in the summer, but it's getting boring now. He's started, he's, he's using starting because Slade is ultra defensive. Simple as that. Hmm. So he obviously, he think, he obviously thinks that he's, he's not starting because he wants to start a bit more defensive. No, no. I'll carry on. Lookman has got more skill in his little finger than the rest of the mob put together. He's not an impact sub, he's a quality footballer. Once again, Slade got it wrong. Even when Jacko went off injured, he brought Bauer on, not Lookman. We, we won't go anywhere this season. We need to be ruthless and play our best players. Talking to fans of other clubs, they can't believe he's not starting. Well, yeah, I mean that that does bring up the thing that we have been discussing, and like I say, I'll, I'll play you the clip again from um, from yesterday's interview with uh, uh, with Slade about Lookman because because uh, you know I, just like anyone else, I, I was wondering if he, if he's getting any closer to starting, and you just, you just hear the thing he says about uh, about he wanting the transfer window to end as well. It just it just raised a slight question. Let's listen to that that bit of the interview again quickly. As you said, a lot of players have to sort of play out of position and, and they did a good job for you and so many players will come out with, with good feelings after today. But Adam O'Lillerman, he's, always, he, he's the man who gets the headlines today, comes off the bench and, and scores a wonderful goal. There's, there's so much talent in that young man, isn't there? Oh, yeah, he's very talented. He's, ca- he's capable of doing that. There's, 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 no, there's no doubt about that. Um, I'll, be, I'll be happy, I think, when the window shuts <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he'll settle down a little bit for us. And, um, you, you know, and... Um, Start to do that on a regular basis. And the, the, How's the, that sound? This sounds good. There's yeah. management, I guess, with his, the, the fact he had so little time off over over summer. Is, do, you, do you think he's getting closer to being ready to start games? Or? Yeah, no, no. Of course he is. The, 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 yeah. Look, when he came back, I, I don't know whether you know, we had to give, we gave him some days off. Yeah. He had about four days off. He, he'd had a few games over there, needed a rest. So we have to wait for him coming back gradually. He's getting there. He's getting, you saw that today. I thought you saw a huge difference in him from maybe from maybe two weeks ago. Say when he's come on as a substitute. I think that was real progress. Yeah, so there you go. So that's that's Russell say sort of explaining why he, why he thinks he's he's you know, not quite ready to to still start, but he said he's getting there. He's he's, he's improving in terms of fitness and match fitness and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was the other thing that, that had everyone questioning. Um, it's it's just a little comment about how um, you know he'll be happy when the window's over and, and, and he'll settle down and he'll start doing for that that for us on a more regular basis. I mean. Did, did, does it, does it sound like he's suggesting the player's slightly unsettled at the moment? No, or? I, think, I think the problem is, we all know, that the last sort of couple of days of the transfer window turns into silly season and clubs start putting in bids that they never would have dreamed of putting in before. And I, I, I genuinely believe that if someone was going to come in for him, they would have done it by now. Um Addy's not someone that would have his head turned and I've talked about this probably for the last three weeks he's a very down to earth young man and he's very focused on his game and what mm. he needs to do but if someone if someone, turn, someone turns around and, and, and puts in a big bid which hey, we, we know Roland probably accepts the way, the way he accepts bids for players but if, if they turn around and put in a big bid and offer to treble his wages well I think apparently I heard Nick Pope's wages went up about six times when he went to Burnley yeah. someone comes in and does something like that 
then no matter how, how down to earth and how, how well raised you are, you, your head surely is going to be turned. But the other thing is, when you bring up Nick Pope, he, it actually came out that he didn't want to leave. So I don't, I don't see, when you've got these young lads that are quite sort of, they're coming from very sort of grounded family families of like very down to earth boys um I've, i think a lot of the responsibility comes down to our our side of things and whether we're we're strong enough to back back even like a million pound bid um it's only a million pound yeah no but yeah, this, I know, this yeah. is the sort of money that will probably well maybe less but mm. we would want i mean as us we all adore him so we'd probably want like 10 million pound for him or something stupid but I think being that he's now a league one player and we all we all kind of we talked about it before where we think that this league is going to learn so much in this league he's going to be learning how to get lumps kicked out of him on a mm. weekly basis and still be able to have that skill he's got um, and what I'd hate to he's 18 years old and what I'd hate to happen with would be to him to go to a, a bigger club, and and then what on the bench, mm. or get loaned out to a, a yeah. League Two team or, or something like that. Um, I think you need the right people telling him that as well. Because if you have the people around him, like if he has his family and he, his agent or whatever, just saying you know you stay here, you're getting games. You don't want to mm. be sent out to Man City and then. Or look at Chelsea, for example. It's only recently that Casey Palmer's sort of been well, released, no, loaned out now, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, so it's only recently. So I, I, you just hope that the people around him are saying, you, you, you have no reason to leave, really. You know, mm-hmm. you, you're still young, you've still got loads of years left. You'll end up getting the money that you'll end up getting. But hopefully, he's got the right people around him saying, mm-hmm. just stay here, mate. You're better off. So let us know if you think we'll hold on to Adam O'Leary. We can email us studio at channelnive.co.uk. You can tweet us. Uh, Charlton, I have another person who's emailed us, Sue. Yeah, we've got an email from Daniel Farmer. Um, thought it was a fair result with Bust, uh, Bolton yesterday. Uh, game was flat and so was the atmosphere around the stadium. Cons were impressed again and solid, solid as usual. Thought Lookman could have come on when replacing Jacko. Thought that Foley didn't have a good game. Kept passing the ball back or sideways, never forward. But Bolton were defending very well, so maybe no space in between the defence. Thought the crowd could have got behind the team a bit more, but worked both ways. We started off slow compared to the Shrewsbury t- game. Hope Lookman stays, and if we don't let him go for a packet of crisps. <laughs> <laughs> and I really hope we add more to the squad, because at the moment our, our squad is just a mid-table one. Once we pick up injuries, we have no one to replace key areas anyway. Great show, guys. Thanks, Dan. And you, Thanks, I'm, Dan. Sure, I'm sure Nathan enjoyed uh, meeting you yesterday, so he bumped into you. Um, yeah, I see him at the Oak, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if anyone ever goes to the Oak, they're likely to see Nathan there at any time of the day. Or the Swan. Or the Swan, yeah. A- any pub or the Lib. In the SC7 <laughs> area. Any, any pub in the SC7 area, you'll find Nathan in there 24-7. Uh, he talks about, <laughs> talks about the size of the squad, and we'll come back and talk about uh, transfer window coming up. But, um, mm. Yeah, you, you can understand why I think I think the the, the fact that the, the sort of the bench we had yesterday was slightly odd, wasn't it? Like we had it was very three was it three it? three central defenders on there, which yeah. is un, which is unusual, really. And uh, yeah, but the, I guess the other side to that is we obviously Pat's been on the bench. This is this second or third game he's been on the bench. Second, second, he came well, on yeah. against Walsall, yeah. didn't he? For last um, bit. 
and I can't actually see Roger ever getting back in. Um, and I, I just think maybe maybe some of them might be carrying odd niggles or stuff that we don't know about that he just wants to be mm. like on the uh, safe side. What's happening with? By the way, I've just thought of this. What's happening with Lee Novak? He broke uh, his wrist, didn't he? So I don't know. It's his hand, yeah. They yeah. said he's, he was left out of the, what game was it, the Warsaw game perhaps, mm-hmm. where he, it, it turns out the uh, hand injury which he suffered at Leighton Orient in, in pre-season would have been aggravated or that it, there was a complication that they check in. He's, he's been left out now uh, for the last couple of games, so I guess we don't really know what's going to happen with that. Because um, he tried to be played on at Berry, didn't he, with, with mm-hmm. the hand mm-hmm. cast on. So they obviously thought originally it wasn't as bad as feared. Um, but, but it's turned out to, to be worse than that, and that's why he's been... Uh, uh, missing out. Right, I think we'll uh, we'll play another in- interview now. We've got um, uh, Jason Pierce uh, came in to to speak to Terry. This one's definitely with Terry because I didn't speak to him at any <laughs> at any time yesterday. Uh, although knowing my luck, it'll be a different one. But yeah, here we go. <laughs> this is uh, Jason Pierce speaking to Terry after yesterday's game with Bolton. Joined by Jason Pierce after a, a tough old uh, battling one-all draw, and Jason coming off without. I mean, it was a tough old game. Um, you, uh, you, I saw you took a couple of knocks. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, just uh, caught my knee um, in, in the tackle, but yeah, I think I'm fine. Um, but no, going back, going to the game, it was, it was we knew it was going to be a real tough game. They're, they're coming here um, on, a, on a good form, four wins out of four, so um, we knew it'd be tough. Um, they're a big, big physical team, and, and we knew we had to deal with that. And I think for large parts, we did do, deal with it as a team. And once we got it down and started playing, especially second half, I thought we looked a real force. Do you look at the stats? I mean, um, they had one shot on target and scored from it. Do you look at those stats and uh, to judge your, your put, you know, how the back four play, for example? And you must be, on the one end, quite pleased that you restricted them to one shot on target, but sad because it went in. Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, obviously it was massive that we didn't give a lot of set plays away and um, and give them chances to put the ball into the box because obviously they're a lot bigger team than us. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the gaffer will go through every game we, we, we relook at the game um, and go through things so if they've only had one shot on target obviously that's pleasing but to score it is disappointing so like you said so no I think there was a lot of positives to take out of the game um, especially second half when we really took it took the game to, to them and I thought once we got the Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby It's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Equalizing then he said seven minutes to play. I uh, thought we could have gone on to win it, and we was unlucky not to in the end. Indeed. Um, <clears throat> one thing I'd like to ask you, which I didn't ask Russell actually, I meant to, was uh, their goal, the build up towards it. I thought Patrick Bauer might have been, might have been fouled in that. Was that the opinion of the players on the pitch? Or? Uh, it was a difficult one. I think 50 50, really. I think some, some refs would have given it, some wouldn't have. Obviously, I think he's gone to try and win the ball, and sort of he just used his body, the striker, to, to nudge him out of the way. So. 
it could have gone and it didn't go for us but I think after them we showed what, what a good team we are and we, we like we said we, we are jelly together and each game we're getting better we're getting to know each other each week week by week and I think we just get stronger and stronger hopefully um, finally because I, I know you've got to go into the main pressure but the uh, what I did ask Russell is, as, as players though when you come off after a game like that uh, is what sort of emotion is it? Because is it a relief because you've managed to get the, uh, back in the game and, and get a point, or is it frustration that we didn't actually win the game? Because for the most part, we were we were the better side. Yeah, I think obviously we were, we were the better side. So coming off, we are a little bit disappointed. But when I think going when you go, I think it was eighty-seven, whatever, eighty-eight minutes when you get the, an equaliser. Um, obviously, it's, it's relief we got that goal in the end, and then we we had the seven minutes to try and get another goal without being stupid and, and, and giving a goal away at the other end. So now I thought. Um, I thought we, we played well today but there's a lot of positives to build on and we stay unbeaten so that's a positive I said last thing but I'm going to sneak a couple more in uh, Ezri Konza how's it, I mean uh, we, we're marvelling at him as he alongside to, to play brilliant, alongside brilliant prospect brilliant prospect he's, he's one of the best um, players I've seen especially at that age to, to be playing at this level um, I think yeah, well in my opinion as long as he keeps level headed um, he'll go on and, and, and play at a nice level I think and how are you settling into the club yeah, really well. Like, I think obviously at first when you come in, you know, you want to try and gain the respect from the players, the fans, and everything. And hopefully that I'm showing that on the pitch, um, which is what I wanted to do. And obviously we've had some positive results, so I just want to keep on doing that. Well, well done today. I mean, not the victory we wanted, but uh, uh, decent performance. Yeah. So thank you for that. Thank and you. Uh, Look forward to seeing a few more victories. Yeah, thank thank you. That's very weird. Shelter Live. Well, that came out. <laughs> that came out loud, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, Jason Pierce there speaking to Terry after the, after yesterday's one-all draw with uh, Bolton Wanderers here at the Valley. I mean, I mean Jason Pierce is um he's he's had, he's had to play against uh, or alongside a, a very young defender in the form of Ezri Conson. We all know how well. Cons has done since he's coming, but I guess for, for Jason Pierce, he, he has to play sort of that mentoring role. Really, mm. we saw it. We've seen it at times where Gomez was up uh, up with the likes of Johnson or whoever it was. Uh, mm. Was it last season or the season before? Um, so you know, the, for, for the more experienced players, I guess they have to help try and guide the younger players through through games, especially when you're making like a, a central defensive partnership. Yeah, I've been really impressed with Jason since he's come in. Um, but um, it, as you said, if he's passing on his sort of knowledge and his anticipation of the game and that sort of stuff and being a champion of this league like he was last year it's, it's going to be useful for not only for Esri but even for even to an extent Foxy because Foxy weren't part of the side where we won the league one was he? Well, that was before his time wasn't it? No he'd already it started to come in yeah. like odd games I think he wasn't a, a regular Yeah was, so I think, I think as well as Esri I think it's all the other players as well and in the dressing room and players like that I think yeah I think it'd be amazing so 
as we learn from Jason and then hopefully they can strike up a nice partnership whenever whenever they need to but obviously Paddy will have something to say about that because he'll probably want to play a few games won't he? I think uh, Jacko touched on it last week as well from his, his interview where he sort of said it's nice for him now to have another couple of old heads mm. as he puts it in the, in the side where he was always like the older yeah. one he's now got like Andrew Crofts and, and Jason that, that can can also be those sort of more mature um, guiders. Mm. That's what we sort of what we lacked boys. last year, didn't we? Yeah. We lacked leaders, really. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't have Jacko or Solly, then we're sort of looking around, thinking, "Well, we got Hendo, and then we're really scratching the sort of yeah. <laughs> bottom of the barrel." Right. Uh, don't forget, we want to know what you guys made of yesterday's game. Email studio at channelnive.co.uk. You can tweet us. Uh, Channel Live, Channel Live, going out live this evening on Maritime Radio, 101.4 FM in the local area. Let us know if you're actually listening on FM, because I'm curious if, if anyone is, or if everyone's just listening online. Obviously, we're on Line as well. You can uh, find us on the TuneIn app as well. Uh, our, all our shows available as podcasts after the event, so you can uh, uh, search for any podcast app, but we recommend the Acast uh, podcast app. It's uh, no glitches on it. It's unlike iTunes, which sometimes take ages to, to load up. Uh, we recommend Acast, and also you'll, you'll hear a 30-second interview... Uh, advert for some rubbish at the start of it just ignore that if you want to but if you listen to it we get a little bit of money for that so the more you, the more you listen to it uh, via Acast so download Acast and do that the more money we can get to fix Sue's microphone uh, which has been, <laughs> <laughs> which has been yeah, a bit hit and miss, yeah been a bit hit and miss so far um, on tonight's show in the second half of the show we also want to know uh, what footballers you've spotted doing mundane things after I spotted uh, Nicky Ajose using a cash point yesterday and also remembered that A I once saw uh, Bradley Pritchard in Nando's and also when I, I used to work at Sainsbury's in Bromley I saw Radistan Kishishev uh, choosing potatoes in there <laughs> um, so what's the most mundane thing you've ever seen uh, a footballer doing tweet us at Charlton Live uh, email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk if you want to you can use the hashtag footballers spotted doing mundane things which is what I used yesterday and a few people did use it but that's pretty hefty so just tweet it to us if you want uh, a perfect example from Amy who's currently sat at home with Solly the cat uh, says Declan Rudd travelled uh, behind me on an escalator in Norwich one uh, and that's outrageous so that's that's as mund- that's a sort of mundane thing uh, we're looking for right we've got a few more emails about yesterday's game too yep uh, Mark Newbury evening folks a fair result overall with our effort and endeavour giving us a point against a brutish side half of whom lucky not to visit the referee's book how the kick to McGuinness's midriff didn't warrant either colour is beyond me but the pressure paid off and Lookman's farewell <laughs> Farewell goals of Perla. Mark, behave. I fully expect him to go to a minor Premier team for an undisclosed fee, along with Texera and Johnson going out the door. I think we need a, an inventive midfielder to dictate the play. We have workmen, which isn't a bad thing, but all pretty samey players, including what we have to come back from injury. But also I think we are striker light. One more experienced head who can come on and settle nerves or have the know-how to get a goal. It's nice to be enjoying the games again, mm. Mark. I, I actually commented yesterday to my friend that last season, and like I hope you don't mind me talking about this, Louis, but everyone knows that I've had a bit of a battle with my mental health yeah. over the years. And I think the summer, this summer was probably one of the worst summers for me mentally because I think part of the reason that last season I felt like completely detached from my biggest love which is this football club and I think 
I, I feel I'm starting to feel happier now because I feel like I'm partly getting my club back. Russell's bought that back in, and the players that we've got playing for us um, is is it's it's giving me hope mm. again. So it's it's I think it's like Mark saying it is really nice to come away. I really enjoyed yesterday. Mm. Really enjoyed yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, we we had the similar tweeting from Dan Farmer earlier. It's like you, you do feel there's a much more team spirit mm. here this season and. You know more togetherness. I mean, there's still protests, and rightly so. If, if you desire to protest, of course there will be. Yeah. Um, but but there is at least on the field, it feels it feels different it's at the moment, especially now. You, we're not struggling too much with injuries. We're not, um, you know, we're, we're not getting to that business end of the season. When we when we get around Christmas, and we'll, we'll see how the squad stands up then. Mm. But uh, probably similar to the start of last season. At the moment, it, it feels okay. It feels like we're we're getting to where we need to be. We just hope that the the rest of the transfer window goes the way it needs to for us. Obviously, we know that there's no um there's there's no emergency loan window this this season. So once the transfer window shut, that's it. There's no loans. Mm. Um, so that, so that's one of the things we need to make sure we're. Uh, we're happy with. Also, I noticed that, like Russell Slade said, he's ex- he's um, positive that business will be done uh, before Wednesday evening. Mm. Also, I understand the club's media team have been told they have to <laughs> to expect a late one on uh, oh, on Wednesday. Okay. So finally, we might actually be involved in a transfer deadline day. That Are doesn't... we going to have outside? <laughs> uh, oh. Won't be Jim, will it? Yeah. No, you don't come outside the studio. Yeah. But I've, I think <laughs> again, it's like you look at the com- you do you do compare. And like we were talking yesterday during the game, and there just seems to be a lot more of like the partnerships between like so Josh and and Nicky. It's almost like they've already got that that relationship there. Whereas last season, because the the team was so inconsistent in terms of starting lineup, like I tweeted it out, I think last week that this is the first time for as long as I can remember that we've had an unchanged side. Mm. And, so, yeah, it's four, and, four, four games in a row now yeah, we've been able to do that as and well. Which is... I think it does make a difference to them building their relationships and getting to know each other without like how each other plays and where they need to put the ball without having to ball at each other. Mm. I mean you do need to, they need to yeah. be communicating but it's just they've they've already got that that bond I think mm. and and it's re- it's lovely to have that back. I think yeah. the thing that I that I've noticed is just that you know you can tell that they're all putting a shift in. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. last year, you always there was always one or two that didn't really want to be there, or they just didn't seem like they couldn't be bothered. So, no, but no. every single player, mm-hmm. you, you know, all, all this sort of thing comes from the fact that we've had terrible managers over mm-hmm. the last few mm-hmm. years, and we've been picking up terrible players because of that. We've not been picking mm-hmm. up players of the sort of quality and more important sort of character you know and that's yeah. that's why it's, it's been so glaringly obvious for two yeah. and a half years and that's exactly the reason we got relegated and we all know whose fault that is but mm. you know ho- hopefully Russell's you know it looks like he's getting together the sort of squad he wants and hopefully there'll be enough to you know push us on and, and like we say it's, 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 it's so much more enjoyable already mm. um, uh, shout out to uh, Rob and Cindy listening in Tampa in Florida oh, on the tune we're going international yeah <laughs> Yeah, sadly that, that won't be on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That won't be on one hundred one point four FM because I think I think that radius is only about four miles. Right, <laughs> 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 got another email soon. Yeah, um, <laughs> sorry, it's very long. I got another email about yesterday's game from Richard Church. Hi all. Minus one each would have been a fairer result. <laughs> I thought both teams were very poor. Obviously, losing Jacko was a setback, but an incorrect choice of substitution, in my opinion, wrecked the shape for us. Lookman has got Slade out of trouble big time. If he's sold this week, then I predict a riot. <laughs> please, oh, no, not please. 
Keep up the good work, Richard. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's um, that, that's the point. I mean, if, if Lookman goes and mm. everything we've said tonight about feeling positive about the squad coming together, if Lookman goes, that, that's sort of falling apart, isn't it? I, I don't even want to think about it. If, if, if they sell Lookman, um, I, yeah, I don't really want to think about it because it just... Mm. Because it's not even that we have replacements as it is, you know, we're still thin on the ground as it is. So if mm. Addy goes, yeah. unless they've got something special up their sleeve, which well, I don't I, know. I, but, yeah, you know. I, I think obviously we when Russell's been saying along sort of how many he wanted to get in and I think on the last count he wanted another three and then we lose Tariq. Mm. And so it's almost like you saying, right, so do we need four now? Mm. And then if you lose Addy, right, okay, so we need five. So it's we've already got a very small squad and if you lose any more you're going to have to bring that many more in which is mm. going to be hard I'd say Lucky look, look, would I'd say you'd need another two if Lookman goes because yeah. he can go out wide and he's another option up top as well so mm. I think yeah if he goes then I think we're unless they're sort of signing another eight players or something that we don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see that happening that'd be exciting wouldn't it that would make, make the next show quite a long one trying to work all them out <laughs> I noticed you missed out a PS on Mark's um, email oh, I'm sorry only, only because uh, no, no, in fairness he said, he said if Tom's here we could read it but he's not and therefore not able to defend himself but that's never stopped us before uh, Mark <laughs> says I know he's not there but can you, can you call out he said, I know you're not here but can you call out Tom uh, for the pair of white Elvis style sunglasses he was sporting yesterday it's a big fashion no-no hang on <laughs> That's why he didn't want to meet me at the pub. <laughs> he had he had these blinged rascal glasses. With, nothing wrong with Elvis glasses. <laughs> Did he have a wig on as well? <laughs> I think that's his natural hair. To be honest. Uh, right, uh, Tom has uh, left us a message on the chat on live forum. If you if you've spotted a footballer doing a mundane thing, uh, let us know because that's going to be our uh, subject in the last half hour uh, of the show. Just got one more email which I'm just going to read out. From, uh, from Robin Lisbon uh, subject line save our club hi guys I hope you can get a serious debate going on this subject tonight and indeed continuing on into the future I guess you've seen the FA's rather weak reply to the Charlton Athletic Supporters Trust claiming uh, Katrine Mayer was properly appointed isn't it a case right now for the new FA chairman Greg Clark to insist on a change to the rules Greg will have uh, Haley's recent petition of over 4,300 Cholton fans opposing Mayor's appointment on his desk uh, next week that's the petition that, that came out uh, after the uh, Katrine Mayor was uh, announced as to be joining the FA Council uh, started by Haley Parker so, yeah, over 4,300 I know she's delivering it to uh, the FA tomorrow um, uh, Robin continues surely the rules should uh, vet new and uh, uh, surely the rules should vet new and existing applicants every year, taking action if it's felt they are not acting in the best interest of the club and its fans. That way, Mayor can be uh, accessed next year and uh, p- potentially dismissed. We need to get this circulated to the wider press and everyone help get this out through social media to put pressure on Greg and the FA to act. With so many people, uh, with so many clubs being abused by their owners, I can't think of a reason why the FA wouldn't help protect vulnerable clubs like ours from being destroyed, as in our case by a greedy owner attempting a land grab. If some, if like some fans, you guys still harbour some inner belief that the regime have our best interest at heart and Russell will save us, think again. Just look at the facts, recap the last three years and digest what's really happening here. This isn't the regime's incompetence, it's a cunning and carefully planned strategy to sell players to break even whilst deliberately running down the club. The end result, League 2, a few thousand fans in an empty ground, government demands on housing and an upward of 60 million windfall for our beloved ground 
as we're reali- uh, relocated. It's not fiction, it's reality. And Mayor and the FA Council is designed to pave the way when the time comes to argue a ground move. The more we ignore, accept this rotten regime is always trying to do their best, the more the fans will walk away, the easier we make it for them to execute their objective. The sooner every Charlton fan takes this on board, the stronger we'll be as a fan base to save our beloved club. Honestly, we dismiss this at our peril. And needless to say, this also now needs to reach the wider press, which in turn will help expose Roland's devious plans and help any future investors persuade him to go and to sell up, uh, to, to give up and to sell up. So that's Robin there uh, with, with his email. So digest that and uh, tell us what you think of, uh, of Robin's email here on Charlton Live. We're going to be back in a, a, a little, quick, quick little break and uh, we're going to uh, discuss uh, footballers doing mundane things. This is fed in, lovely touch. Goes round his player, chips across the box. Jackson! Oh, yes! What a goal by Johnny Jackson! Arriving late in the box, Holmes Dennis with a pinpoint cross, and the skippers give a Charlton the lead. Charlton Live. Your favourite music and everything local. Your Maritime Radio. Welcome back to Channel Life here on Maritime Radio 101.4 FM in the Greenwich area online uh, at uh, Maritime, uh, Radio dot, uh, Maritime Radio dot London or www.chalkmanlive.co.uk or via the TuneIn app. Just download the app, search for Chalkman Live. Uh, so many ways you can listen to us, you could barely escape us. <laughs> um, uh, right, we heard that, that email from Robin Lisbon there, his, uh, his theory that, um, that there's a, a land grab. He, talk, he talked about the value, of the, the, the value of the ground, which was quite interesting. He, he, he suggested it's worth £60 million, pounds, which I mean, it, if the if the valley was worth sixty million pounds, then that that would be. I mean, if Roland ever sold it, get a bit of money for that, wouldn't he? Yeah, just a little, little bit, of, little bit of change, really. Yeah. But, um, I think there's um, there's there's something written in uh, the uh, land documents that said that it's it can only be used. Yeah, it's, for it's sporting only it's only designed stuff, it's, yeah. it's only designed for use as, as a sporting venue. From one sound, from one reading, from what Robin's saying, he's obviously thinking that if. If if Roland's idea is that we're going to get run into the ground, or if that, if that really is what his plan is, then then he's assuming that therefore there'd be no one here to watch us anyway. If, if say there's only five thousand, then Greenwich might be more willing to turn around the 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 status of the land. I think that's what Robin's getting at. Mm. But um, mm. yeah, interesting. Who uh, who knows? Um, uh, right. Um, Sue, so we've got a couple more emails uh, on. Was the one on the squad? Yeah. Um, so we've got one from Stuart Gervin. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong, Stuart. I think we're going to do well this season. My concern is, however, that the squad size and creativity. Desperately hoping we've got two or three quality players coming in over the next day or two. Plus, we have to keep Lookman. That's a signing in itself. And I, th- I think I was just trying to remember who it was. Um, I think it was when Chris Solly signed his new four-year deal. Um, was it the season we went up and everyone was saying it felt like we were signing a new mm. player because everyone was just expecting him to go mm. um, and I think we've had that over time where we've had, had players where we've it been expecting them and then they've signed a new deal that um, then it does autom- it gives the same sort of level of excitement as you get when you when you do sign a new player so I understand yeah. that sentiment Stuart um, I've got one from Howard Wood 
thanks for emailing in, Howard. Howard said, My son-in-law suggested that all the fans are staying away all turn up for a specified game to protest. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, if people want to email or, or Yeah, well, that's the thing, a lot of people still thinking about how, we, how protests could be... Uh, uh, done in this season, and we see that there hasn't really been too much. So there's one actually yesterday which you haven't yeah. mentioned yet. The uh, the North Korea flag. I didn't. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't actually see it when I was in the uh, crowd. Yeah. No, I, saw, I didn't. I only yeah. saw something on Twitter. I heard I heard a load of cheering. And I did wonder what was going on, but I couldn't see it from where I was. Yeah. Uh, the, the North Korean flag. I mean, I remember um, say, saying North Korean flags after uh, not long after I got sacked. Actually, as commentators sort of like people suggesting that uh, I think I saw one then. And I've seen you've seen it coming up again more more so recently when. Um, uh, the fan was sent the letter that you know. I mean, it was the the way it was worded was pretty pretty bad. And on, on Twitter, it looked like they were saying you can't put stuff like Roland out on on. I mean, that's the way it read. But yeah. I, I imagine there, there's probably more to it than that in terms mm. of stuff that was going online. But that's that's the way it read in in the you know in the in the in the wider media and 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 the reason. <laughs> I mean, I remember uh, Owen Gibson, the Guardian Sports. I think he's the editor. Uh, actually, actually tweeted as Charlton turned into North Korea mm. after that letter. After it seemed like they were sort of trying to uh, censor what fans were saying, so that's why the flag was there. And it, 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 I noticed there was a story in the mirror, so it got yeah. a little bit of attention that one. Yeah, was, I see. Uh, yeah, mirror jumped on the bandwagon, and there was also um, on Twitter it was retweeted and mentioned by some sort of North Korean news blimmin <laughs> feed <laughs> as well on a Twitter <laughs> thing as well. So it does sort of um, it does seem to go far and wide. Just like the show is, I suppose. Yeah. Florida and where was the other one? Asia or yeah. Sri Lanka. If we've got, if we've got yeah. any listeners yeah. in North Korea, let us yeah. know what you made of um, <laughs> Kim Jong Un. Yeah, yeah, of, of the fla- of your flag being uh, being waved <laughs> at the valley uh, yesterday. But I mean, like the email suggestion there, like that, we we know there's so many people who aren't coming to games now because we're looking at I mean, the, the attendance was announced at <clears> I think just under eleven thousand yesterday. Uh, we know fully well that obviously yeah. see, a lot of season ticket holders don't turn out. That's just normal. We give out a few comps as well, so that gets added to the total. So it's, it's probably, looking around the ground, it probably felt nearer what seven, eight, nine thousand mm-hmm. yesterday. So mm-hmm. fewer than that. So we, we know we're not getting attendances at the moment. I guess he's suggesting that uh, you know may, maybe football for a five a day would be a good day to do if, if everyone all of a sudden turned up and did some massive protest. Um, it'd be interesting to see how how people wave it considering we're on a little bit of decent form actually mm. and whether because you, you do wonder I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who re- the only thing that most people I imagine most people care about is what's going on on the pitch and yeah. I think um, that's why the protest picked up and managed to pick up so much thing towards the end there if, a lot of people just come just watch football just want to see a good performance and they, and they know they can see if it's not going well on the pitch and then they can they can get get on board with the you know the protest and, and, and trying to look into the deeper problems of the club and why these things are happening but I, I think if for I, I imagine for a percent a fair percentage of fans if it's going well on the pitch they probably will calm down yeah I mean yeah and it's always it was all, it'll always happen like that but um, you know since obviously so far this season you know pe- I've always said that people are more than entitled to protest and say what they've got to say but as long as they get behind the boys on the on a Saturday which to be mm. fair every single one of us has even at Berry, which we were amazing and Walsall mm. so yeah I think if we just continue that and then if people want to do their own thing after or before the game then so be it you know it's not everyone's cup of tea but everyone's entitled to do what they got to do but I just want everyone in there 11 the real 11,000 or whatever just to cheer on the boys cause it just helps them so much yeah, yeah. I mean they, they I know we've they talked about it before and asked players whether the the protest last season inside the ground had affected their play and they all sort of said no it hadn't but I can't see how it wouldn't 
Well, if you look at mentally, the if you're yeah. if you're mm. playing on a pitch and you're trying to concentrate on a on a game and you're seeing all these things coming towards yeah, but the pitch, the, the game's not playing at that point. Like the game, no, the game's but when they first start, yeah, but that's, and that's, then that's you've got the a break in the game. Yeah, it's in the first ten seconds. That makes. I mean, we, we we saw that the games where that happens, like the the main games, like Middlesbrough, we won. Um, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, the first big protest, we won. You know, I, I, I honestly, I honestly really don't think. I, I, I think I'm the opposite on, to you on that one. Mm. Um, uh, I also, I also don't really think like people moaning about them singing "We Want Roland Out." If, if you're a footballer and you're, you're just about to sh- shoot a goal and you're singing, "Hang on, did they just say they want Roland Out?" Oh, I'm going to miss this one. Or, oh, I can't think. Or, mm. I don't honestly don't think it affects oh, yeah, players no, like that. That, that sort yeah. of stuff, I haven't got an issue with. They'll sing what they want to sing. They yeah. still sing that vile song about um, Nabi Sal yeah, and you don't yeah, even yeah. hear anymore. Yeah. But I just think, like, what Nat, going on what Nathan said, do all by all means, um, again, um, freedom of speech and all of that, do it outside and then come in the ground and get behind the boys. Thank you, Nathan. So let us know what you make of, uh, of the, uh, the uh, protest situation at the Valley. Uh, right, yesterday... Uh, before the game, I, I, obviously I get I get here quite early, so I was um, I was out at the uh, the club. I was uh, just coming out of the uh, the media entrance yesterday to head upstairs to, to go and set set my massive equipment up, and um, uh, and uh, noticed that at the um, the cash point, Nikia Jose was at the cash point um, uh, drawing out some some monies. Or did you notice how much? I didn't know. Ten I pounds, done, yeah. Just one ten pound note. <laughs> just walking out with pockets, just like <laughs> suitcase. Yeah. Jacko used to ask the players about. Their, what's your basic? What's yeah. your basic? Yeah, I should have gone. Yeah, <laughs> I got to a Jose. What's your pin number? So, <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah. So I saw Nicky Jose uh, doing something very mundane. A footballer doing mundane things. So I saw Nicky Jose getting cash out. I've seen once I was uh, skiving off work and I was in Nando's in Beckenham and oh. I saw Bradley Pritchard. Um, uh, getting a Nando's, and yeah, you know, so I was in uh, in Sainsbury's in Bromley when I used to work there, and I saw Radistan Kishishev uh, picking his baked potato for, for dinner that evening. So we, w- I wanted to know uh, what mundane things you've seen footballers doing. Uh, I mean, Nate, have you ever bumped into a footballer doing something boring? The only, the only one I have is I've I was bumped into and uh, Graham Stewart on the tube when I went to Spurs v Everton, and he done um, some sort of. Uh, commentary for some Evertonian something or other and I ended up turning into blooming Jeff Shreve I started asking him all these questions <laughs> like what's your favourite because I must have been only about 16 I was like oh, well, what's your favourite goal for Charlton who's the best player you played with on the tube <laughs> on the way back from Spurs it was, yeah it wasn't it wasn't my highlight of my but was he happy enough so. to speak to you oh yeah he was fine yeah, yeah. but it was just my, the, my Spurs mates who were me just literally absolutely <laughs> abused me after so yeah. he was such an idiot man. I saw yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh friends <laughs> I saw Jake <laughs> <laughs> we saw Jack Grealish on the train back from a game. We, we, we'd been up somewhere. Was he sober? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jager bombs. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, so I think we'd been up a week, and I think, I think, and I think, not. He was playing in Notts County and loan, and they'd been Preston somewhere. Or so mm. they, they were on the same line as us, and we were meeting a couple of Notts County fans we know on the train back, and then uh, they were like, "Yeah, one of our players is sat there, and we'd, we'd never heard of him at the time, Jack Grealish, and yeah. he'd given away a penalty that day. That's so he's on his own. Yeah, so it was quite interesting. Like they were all grilling. It was like. What should it be a penalty? And he put his hand. I said, "Look, I, I, t- I wiped him out, but it was outside the box." <laughs> but so yeah, let's know. Um, uh, Tom Wallin, uh, our very own Tom Wallin, uh, put on the Charlton Life Forum. He's currently sitting with a Cambridge United centre back watching Barcelona v Bill, Bill Bauer. If that counts as mundane, we had a barbecue together earlier as well. So that's not bad. A barbecue Ooh, with friends. a Cambridge United. <laughs> 
uh, footballer. I was seeing he's that. got his glasses on. <laughs> I would say, yeah, his Elvis glasses. Love to know. Uh, Nozza says that he once saw Paul Koncheski filling up his car at the petrol station. Now, that's pretty mundane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Smith once saw Vettakele stuck in traf- traffic lights in Chislehurst picking his nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. It's also Monday. My, my dad saw my dad saw um, Kaylee the day after Boxing Day queuing up in Argos with his wife. <laughs> this was the day after we played Cardiff and he missed a sitter right in the last minute. But that went alright, yeah. New boots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can you, can you know. get boots from Argos? Yeah, you can yeah, probably yeah. get everything yeah, from Argos, can't you? Yeah. Uh, uh, so another Louis says uh, I saw Mark Fish eating in Burger King. Oh. That's not bad. Not bad. Uh, uh, Steve says I saw Chris Solly uh, also filling up his car in Strood. Uh, Becca Humphreys saw Morgan Fox Hoover shopping in John Lewis. <laughs> uh, Tom saw Francis Jeffers at a driving range. Uh, Jake saw Lou- uh, Laurie Wilson shopping with his mum at Blue Water. Not bad. Back yesterday. Um, uh, Nozza uh, saw also uh, on the household appliance uh, in the household appliance world. So I, I, I spotted Ricardo Fuller looking at toasters in John Lewis. Oh. Imagine if you, if you try to. Why would you buy things like that in John Lewis? Because you're a footballer made of money, I imagine. No, but it's still a, a toaster's a toaster, isn't it? Mm. Maybe it's just coming from a diamondy one, maybe. Poor <laughs> I can imagine though, just just Argos as value, just, just, just as, Ricard, just, just as Ricardo value. Fuller, as Ricardo Fuller will try to pick up that toaster and just dislocate his shoulder, just <laughs> doing it. I saw Ricardo at Beckenham Junction train station actually, and yeah? I, I had a decent chat with him. That was when um, he literally just got released. What, from prison? No, from <laughs> uh, from when he stopped playing for Charlton, and yeah. that was an interesting uh, <laughs> thing. He had to, uh, what he had to say about the owners at the time—that was interesting. Ah, oh, yeah, but that was before this law, wasn't it? Yeah, this yeah. was with the uh, Slater and all Didn't that. Didn't he want stuff. a bit more money or something like that? Was it? Um, I don't know. He didn't delve into that, but. Um, he, he was just outside and decided to speak to him and he didn't really have a lot of fond things to say but <laughs> you're going to though if you just get released yeah. don't you I suppose yeah. <laughs> I remember that just reminded me now you've seen <laughs> you're spotting Ricardo Fuller at a train station we saw Simon Francis on a train once it was really random so we were wait- we'd played Derby so we are waiting at Derby train station after the game and a train's just pulled in to, to go off somewhere else and we're just stand- where we're standing we look at the window and we're- Simon Francis sat there in his Bournemouth kit like in his Bournemouth training seat and then we'd worked out they'd been somewhere reasonably local and he's obviously got straight on the train after mm. the game um, but like we were with um, Steve, my mate Steve, who's uh, already come up once today. He's got the Bolton supporting sign. He was with us. Steve, um, Steve, like 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 a lot of us, you know, he likes a beverage before and after the game, and, and often at half time as well. And um, he was, yeah, he, he, he doesn't watch the matches. Yeah, he, <laughs> I remember it. He, he spotted um, like we like we all try we all trying to be quiet, knowing fully well what would happen. Said so, oh, that's Simon Francis there, and Steve heard us, and he started banging on him like, "Oh, you're rubbish, you are." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we're all saying that again, oh god, yeah. this is so embarrassing. Like, especially now he's playing in the Premier League, I think, at the time. <laughs> yeah, Steve <laughs> right. does have, have a few stories. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a few when you, when you finish yeah. reading the tweets. Yeah. And now I've got an email as well. Yeah, Owen G says, I lent Bradley Pritchard a pen once. Not bad. Uh, I, uh, Richard Williams, I saw John Robertson buying a train ticket at Charing Cross. I like that. Then that's me. I just came up. Uh, Chris Powell. So this this was my favourite one from yesterday. This was from Paul Spinks. He said, "Chris Powell, ask my brother where the baked beans are are in Sainsbury's." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it, if you're after if you're after mundane, it doesn't get much more mundane than do you know what the, do you know what the beans are, mate. <laughs> Uh, uh, Jordan Dick said I saw Watt, Fox and Rojo after the game after a game in Greenwich on a mandate uh, he said Rojo looked half cut <laughs> uh, oh, this is a nice one Andrew M I saw Ian Rush getting an ice cream at an RNLI open day very pleasant Aww. that's sort of place you expect to see like Aaron, Alan Partridge or something like that wouldn't yeah. you <laughs> uh, 
uh, Teddy Missock said he saw Martin Pringle on Blackheath walking his dog wearing huge shades brackets Martin not the dog <laughs> <laughs> uh, Col- uh, Colton Whitford said I saw Paul Bacon uh, oh, bacon. Oh, that's a blast from the it says, uh, Oh, I think he's meant to say, drown- he says darning his socks. I, I assume he meant drowning his sorrows in Weatherspoons. What's darning his socks mean? Uh, you can darn your socks. Can you? Yeah, How yeah. do you do that so in Weatherspoons? Well, if you've got a hole in your sock, you can sew it up. And you have to do that in Weatherspoons? Well, you can darn a sock anywhere, can't you? <laughs> Where have you darned your socks? <laughs> Let us know. Studio <laughs> Channel 9. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, there's Brian. I gave Johnny Jackson directions to KFC at Peterborough away uh, a few seasons ago after after the game. Uh, and Jake says uh, he saw Laurie Wilson shopping with uh, Blue Water with his mum. We've had that twice now. He's oh. even the same person. Or Laurie Wilson's always at Blue Water with his mum. Uh, <laughs> let, let's have uh, let's have your one too. I've got a couple more to go. But let's have right, your one. Okay, just to break so up. I had, uh, I saw um, Dean Kylie shopping in Tesco's in uh, for beans. Sidcup. No, we was actually at the checkout. <laughs> we was like, oh, <laughs> um, what was the oh the other one has gone at me? Oh, Brendan Rogers eating his bre- eating his porridge at Gatwick Airport, mm. and what what actually turned out was that he was on his way to Celtic. Oh wow! Oh, so that's that good. was See, the day he yeah. was on his way to Celtic. I was at, I was at work. I work up in you know central London, and so uh, quite near Victoria Station. One of my friends had gone out for um. Just go to get over to the station to get something to eat, and she like she she loves her football. She used to play for used to play for Chelsea. She was a female footballer, um, but she came back all excited. So you never guess what I've just seen in in Victoria Station, and I, I never would have guessed because because like well who isn't he? I just started guessing people from work. But it turns out I, was like, I just saw Glenn Johnson. I was like ah, oh. and I was like what's he doing down here? And then I thought I was I was going to start a rumor, or uh, that oh, I reckon he's going to sign for Palace. <laughs> and I was going to tweet it, but then it turns out he was just injured, and he's just probably down seeing a special site. So she saw Glenn Johnson uh, at, the, at the train station, Victoria train station. Got a selfie with him, and, and there's uh, one that's coming on email. Yeah, yeah, I've got the the one on email, and then I'll tell you the other one that that's not so mundane. <laughs> um, Mark Wilson, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, the yeah. name. Cheers. My mum saw Klaus Jensen at the salad counter at Sainsbury's in Chislehurst. She walked up to him and said. You're Clash Jensen, aren't you? And he said, Yes, I am. <laughs> and she said, Ooh. Wait right there. And she went up to the manager to ask for a bit of paper and a pencil, which he scrabbled about for, taking ages to find. And she went back to the salad counter where Klaus was patiently waiting. Asked him to sign his autograph. Top man. A few days later, he left Charlton for Fulham, <laughs> almost certainly to escape the tensions of an over-enthusiastic lady in terms which is the last. That's a nice one. Um, yeah, so let's, let's say this, uh, let us know if you've seen a footballer doing a mundane thing. We've got, uh, oh, we've got another one. Yeah, go on This then. is a good one. Bumped into... Uh, this is Paul Rowland. Hi, oh. team. Bumped into Clive Mendonca yeah. in a lift. <laughs> at Pexley Eve Broadway Ah, wow, there you go that's a shopping centre isn't it I've just remembered one I saw Luke Young in Bexley Eve Broadway in the travel agents booking a holiday ooh very good very good have you ever bumped into a footballer on holiday we'd love to know yep I was, that was my next one <laughs> have you well, actually when years and years ago I was I think I was only about 19 we went to Ibiza on a girls holiday and we went out I was going to the clubs like you do, like Manumission, when it was good. Did you see Sol Campbell somewhere? 
Sol Campbell. Yeah, I remember the story now. Wasn't it quite an interesting... Yes, <laughs> yes. He got chatted at by a transvestite yeah. in Manumission, and uh, we had to help him escape. And what sort of club is Manumission? It's Manumission like... is um, an, an alternative... Adult lifestyle. Adult lifestyle type of club. Well, it was back then. I don't know if it still is. Yeah. But What's it called? Uh, <laughs> Manumission. <laughs> it's, it's quite kinky in there. Oh, is it? Yeah. You need um, to, but it's fun and it, there was a big group of them so it was Trevor Sinclair Dane Golden mm. so a, a lot of the young players from yeah. from the time I remember I just remembered I spotted quite a mundane footballer out once on, on New Year's Eve we're in we're so a mundane footballer doing something interesting well it, no, it's just we were, we were out we were out we were out for New Year's Eve so it was party time wasn't it I was out, out at Tiger Tiger in Croydon oh. and um, and uh, I was, there was a bloke at the bar and I was staring at him thinking right there's no one else I can ask this here because this is a bloke who played for Bromley about three years ago so I went. I just, I just had, to, had to go. Are you Donald O'Sullivan, and he was shocked. And he was like, "Yeah, have I dropped my wallet or something?" He's like, "Nah, I used to watch you down at Bromley." He's like, "Oh, why?" And then I followed him around for the rest of the evening because I, <laughs> I was quite excited to see him. Uh, uh, right, Mar- Marion says, "Doesn't count that I've seen Graham Stewart uh, do loads of mundane things." Oh, it depends how much. She's ma- related, didn't she? Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. To him. I didn't know she was related. I thought, mm. oh, oh, Who's that? Uh, Marion and Graham Stewart. Oh, really? Marian. I don't know. Oh, we get Graham Stewart. Sorry, Mouse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Out. Uh, Wheeler says, uh, I saw Roger Johnson in the pub. Uh, no shock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Chris Jones says, Sad times watching Jordan Cousins move out of his flat in Greenhive uh, a couple of weeks ago. So that's pretty mundane. Uh, I guess, and we have one from Dan Farmer who said that he used to he used to go to school with both Rio and Anton Ferdinand, and now he sees them getting shown up on the pitch. All I the see, time. I see Anton in Beckenham, friends of mine. Did yeah, you? We, yeah, but it was it was when that rumor on Charlton Life that we were going to sign him. He ended up having a trial somewhere else. So he was in um, Beckenham. I had a drink with Jamie Scowcroft as well. Yeah, so Danny, G- Danny Gabadon. Danny Gabadon, oh, so well, there you yeah. go. I think we've uh, we oh, filled I up. Name dropper. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. There's some some of the most mundane things we could have bought you there, uh, starring footballers. We'll be back in. We've got about five minutes left here on yeah. Maritime Radio as we look ahead to. Uh, we're going to look ahead to uh, if we since we're on the fact on the subject of mundane things. I think we're going to look ahead to uh, Tuesday's under twenty three EFL trophy, whatever <laughs> thing it is, uh, with whatever Southampton. <laughs> Welcome back, Channel Live here on Maritime Radio 101.4 FM. Let us know if you've got any uh, more footballers spotted doing Monday things. And Marion says, I just remembered I saw the England under 21 squad uh, shopping in duty free at Gatwick. Not bad, not bad. Um, so, yeah, let us know. You've got a couple more minutes left to get those uh, mundane things you spotted footballers uh, doing. I mean, we're into the last couple of. Um, uh, days of the of the transfer window. I think it's Wednesday evening. The window will slam shut once that. What's his name on on Sky Sports News? Jim White decides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in his yellow suit, will decide that the transfer window is shut. I mean, if we keep hold of Lookman, that's got to be the number one aim for for us. Um, yeah. uh, I think we understand that Russell was after a couple of central midfielders. That's what last we heard. So we're, he's, yeah. like I said, he said he was positive that business was going to be done. Mm. So is is that the position you think that needs strengthening anywhere else? Or? Yeah, I've I've got quite a few. Uh, there's a couple of rumours saying that there's a there's a, a, le- a an ex. I see it was on Channel Life yesterday about an ex England international left back that might be uh, 
on the cards, but um, or Chris Powell. Nah, <laughs> but the, the only ones I think they were saying you got Kieran Richardson on there. Yeah, but I don't know if I don't, it's all rumours, isn't it? So well, I guess because now we've got rid of um, Tariq Holmes Dennis, it's yeah. the position we might need strengthening. Yeah, we, we said it. On, we said it on Thursday. You know, we, we, we're going to rely on Archie. Who's, you know, he's not really. He's still quite. I think he still needs a bit of time in the under the sort of development squad. So mm-hmm. I still think definitely central midfield and another winger for sure. But um, yeah, I think I'd say yeah, two or three definitely need backup for Fox central mid an attacking sort of centre and then mm. maybe a nice sort of winger to sort of take the burden off of Ricky and or Addy mm. to an extent well, someone suggested another striker as well. that was the thing, that was the um, one thing I'm not sure when, if, if depends how long it takes yeah how long it takes Lee Novak to come back from his mm. hand I'm not if we have Novak McGuinness and Jose and then if we keep Lookman yeah. and we've got Hanlan yeah I think Hanlan's done alright yeah I think done alright to get the odd sort of cameo so um yeah, I think the money would be. Hopefully, they spend it on yeah. sort of the midfield. Sort of, yeah. I mean, we, we, we we still say at times, you know, we think Foley and Cross are too similar in the middle. And now mm. Jackson's not going to. I mean, Jackson's been playing mainly on the left. He has mm. come into the middle a couple of times. Now yeah. Jackson may or may not be out. We're hoping to be back by. We've got the international break coming up, and we're hoping to be back by after that. But mm. you know, it, it would be useful to have a different sort of player because I think Cross and Foley perhaps too similar mm. uh, in the middle. Right, Tuesday here at the Valley. The Charlton Athletic first team are being forced to play in a child's team uh, in a competitive fixture due to a, uh, some sort of horrendous error at the uh, the Football League and the EFL Trophy, uh, the Checker Trade Trophy as it's now known. It used to be the JPT. It's been changed into a group stage format. Uh, and the three teams in our group are Crawley, Colchester and Southampton under-23s. I mean, uh, obviously it's an insult that we have to play an under-23 team in a competitive fixture and it's a disgrace. Mm. Uh, but, you know, you looking forward to the game? No, I'm not coming. No, <laughs> I say much. I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I, I think I think it is. Um, it's, and I don't want to disrespect any any clubs, but I think to put enough put more games into a League One um, fixture list, which is already quite a bit large, when you've got the extra FA Cup, the the League Cup. Now this. We've got to play our first team. We have to have five players who, who started today. From, a, yesterday, from, yeah. a, from a relatively small squad yeah. that we've got. I mean, that's our fault, but. Yeah. But then they're allowed. No, but then they're allowed to play there. Yeah, they're allowed to play their under 23s. I mean, yeah. I, remember, I remember a few years ago, I think it was Sheffield Wednesday. In fact, it was Sheffield Wednesday. They went to Bradford in this competition. And um, whoever the manager of Wednesday was at the time, um, purposely. Uh, in the first minute took Jose Semedo off and then in the 15th minute took someone else off just so he, he got around the rule and only played him for a very brief amount of time right, we, I think we've talked enough about that boring competition we've got three, <laughs> we've got three more mundane yeah, footballers yeah we've got three more mundane footballers isn't that mundane though Paul Rowland used to work with Arthur Rawlsfield and no, that's all before our free time but I have heard of him um, <laughs> then Mark Newbury don't know if just having dinner counts, but I have had Sol Campbell, Roy Hodgson, Ray Parler, Laurie McMenemy, and Rodney Marsh all in the restaurant where I used to work. Not bad, not bad. That's not not bad. pretty mundane, just eating dinner. Uh, Ray Bates, this is a slightly off track, a tiny bit, but still a really lovely story. Ray Bates, I was contacted on Facebook a few years ago when my German Shepherd Bailey was a puppy by a friend introducing a lady who had a sister from the same litter. The connection to a lady I'd never met was Charlton Athletic, which, as she lives on the west coast of Scotland, was a surprise to me that she was a fan. 
after chatting it came to light that she was Sailor Brown's daughter and we've uh, we've since met and I've seen a collection of her father's medals and photos which is an amazing insight into our history yeah, right. that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a lovely that's not mundane I, I don't think that qualifies as mundane Ray. that's actually a very nice story and a nice way I think to end uh, uh, this episode of Charlton Life here on Maritime Radio uh, like I say we'll be, uh, we won't be back on Thursday because uh, the Scunthorpe game next week has been postponed due to international duty uh, we're going to postpone the Thursday and Sunday show next week so no, no Charlton Life you'll be able to listen to some uh, all your, your favourite hits and everything local here though on Maritime Radio so yeah, thank you for coming in this evening Thank you, Louis. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> you finally lost interest right at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nathan, thanks for joining us here on Maritime Radio. No worries. Thanks, Lou. I've been Louis Mendes. This has been Charlton Live on Maritime Radio. I'm going to hand you back now to Maritime Radio as we uh, we look forward to seeing you again on uh, on Thursday week. <laughs> up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com